The book of Ephesians 4.22-24 You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful lusts, to be made new by the spirit of your mind and to put on the new self, created by God in true righteousness and holiness, the right to the power to put off our former way of life so that we can clothe our bodies into a new way of life. And to fulfill this decreeing commandment written in the book of Apostle Paul and presented to us in the series of sermons of Apostle Arkady, we need to put three destiny-impacting, commanding, and fundamental acts into practice. These are put off, be renewed, and put on. Fulfilling these three requirements will determine whether our salvation happens that is given to us in the format of a seed, which we need to obtain as a possession in the format of the fruit of righteousness. Relevant to this, we stop to study the allegory contained in the 18th Psalm of David, in which getting to know and confessing the power that is contained in the heart of David, consisting of the eight names of God, allowed David to love and call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and gave God the legitimate basis to use the power contained in the capabilities of his names in battle against the enemies of David. Psalm 18, 1-4, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation and my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. Let us together now proclaim these eight wonderful names of God for ourselves. Lord, you are my strength. Lord, you are my rock. Lord, you are my fortress. Lord, you are my deliverer. Lord, you are my rock in whom I take refuge. Lord, you are my shield. Lord, you are the horn of my salvation. And Lord, you are my stronghold. <clears throat> may the Lord hear these confessions. May he make us worthy of these names. And may he confirm them within our heart and within our mind and within our mouth. And so we turn to the Lord with these names. How, you, If you imagine speaking to Yahweh, you're the bride of the Lamb, and you will see Yahweh, and you will say, Lord, you are my strength. But you have to collaborate with the Lord's strength. Lord, you are my rock. And today, we are within the body, and we need to collaborate with this name of God, Rock. We will continue to study the format of the lot consisting in the power of the promise contained in the name of God, Most High Rock. Here is the identification of the word rock in Scripture pertaining to the natural qualities of God Most High, illustrated with the following coloring tints, resistant, strong, healthy, wise, tested, rooted, well-established, immovable, continuous, non-diminishing, constant, fearless, non-penetrating, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And here is the identification of the word rock pertaining to the name of God Most High, identified in scripture as stone, cliff, heaviness, weights, weight, and scales. And we have been studying 
the name of the Lord, rock in the scales and weights of the Most High. Scales of the Most High, pertaining to the name of, name of God, rock, is the absolute power and ability of the Most High, identified as His wisdom, to fairly judge or weigh all of the made by Him creation, so that each one weighed upon the scale plates of righteousness can receive their punishment or their reward in dependence of their weight. <clears throat> And so, again, it could be either punishment or a reward in dependence of the weight. Weights of the Most High are commandments and statutes of the Most High, which God uses to judge or weigh upon the scale plates of His justice, all the made by Him creation. And so, from four of the classical questions, we have been studying the fourth. What, by what results can we judge that we are truly uh, possessing the virtue of a rock contained in the power of the rock of the name of God Most High. And so again, the results. Isaiah 26.3, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. In the previous service, we already looked at the first sign consisted in the result of, of perfect peace in the rock of our spirit. This is our ability to trust in the Lord. And today we will study the second component of this, second result of perfect peace consisting in the rock of our spirit and will literally follow the words which our Pastor Arkady has passed on to us. The second result of perfect peace consisting in the rock of our spirit is our ability to guard the house of Israel by building a wall in the form of our body. This house of Israel being our body and we are to guard the house of Israel by building a wall. Ezekiel 13.5, you have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in battle on the day of the Lord. And so these words, Apostle Arkady offers to us seven uh, elements, areas where we give place to the devil, and because of that, we uh, develop gaps or breaches within our wall, and this allows then the wrath of God to be poured into our life. Upon governing sin that lives within our body, in the form of the old man. And so, for the wrath of God to not be poured upon our body, the scriptures say we need to stand in the gap and guard with this wall the house of Israel. The house of Israel is the temple or the body of a warrior in prayer. A warrior in prayer is called to protect himself as well as those saints that he is responsible for, protect so that the breach or the gap that may be formed or developed upon it, the wrath of God would not be poured. If we have this ability to not give place to the devil by which these breaches and gaps form and we can build this wall of defense so that God's wrath would not be poured out upon governing sin that's within our body because God can't just judge governing sin in the form of the old man governing sin in the form of the old man lives within a body and we as the intercessors of God need to separate uh, governing sin from our body and 
of course, this is first not to give place to the devil, and we will find uh, seven ways in which people give place to the devil, and the wrath of God is important into their life. And we will talk about the wall of defense or the wall of safety so that the wrath of God not be poured into our body or upon our body. And the scriptures then say we will stand strong in the day of the Lord, stand in battle on the day of the Lord. This is a battle for our body. After we, as the intercessors, the warriors in prayer, have protected our body, see how it's done. After this, any illness or any event that may take place in our life, for example, illness, as we heard from our pastor, uh, any form of weakness, it won't come in a form of harvest because of uh, the breach or gap that may have been opened up within our wall because we built this wall and we have protected our body from the harvest from the result of sin and if now a person has built up this wall and has placed this defense now the wrath of God is directed only upon governing sin in the form of the old man and if illness uh, comes upon a person or some kind of sorrow within the body then this is not a harvest but a unique ability of the righteous one to use the given illness or situation to sow and today our pastor what he was saying if you paid attention he he, he says that the lord uh, wants us to test whether we are in the faith and the scriptures say that there are many sorrows the righteous may have but the lord will deliver from all of them will the lord deliver from all of the sorrows he won't deliver us from the sorrows. He'll deliver the souls of his uh, saints who trust in him so that they not perish. He will deliver our soul from eternal death. The righteous, he may have many sorrows, but in these many sorrows, a person tests the righteous. Who is the righteous one? We will look at that. This is one who does not give place for the devil that does not allow for a breach or gap within his wall and so if any situation happens in his life illnesses weaknesses misfortunes these are not harvests uh, the wrath of God as a harvest but this is the ability to sow in corruption to be able to reap in incorruption to uh, sow into death to then uh, reap immortality and so for the righteous to have the ability to praise God within his illnesses and within his trust upon him. And the Lord has this ability. And so as we know, it's when you are uh, tried seven times within your life, uh, within the furnace of, of suffering. And this is to establish us. And to establish us, God needs to lead us through this uh, form of trials and testing if we are this clay pot and the Lord needs to put this clay pot into this furnace what is this furnace this furnace needs to not be the harvest for sin we will see seven things where we allow a breach into our life or a gap and the harvest is God's wrath but when we build our wall and we allow the wrath of God to come as a form of vengeance, if there's a trial, this is the moment when we are placed into this furnace and our clay pot is being baked to make us strong 
uh, established in spirit so we can confirm our covenant. Today, our goal is to connect the revelation uh, that our apostle has given us today with what we have read and, and what we will learn right now. What is our goal? And so when we experience an illness or a form of suffering, that this not again be a, a, a harvest for sin, so that this be a, a, an opportunity for sowing. The Lord allows this furnace, this illness or trial, and not as a harvest, but as a time of sowing. And when I sow this promise in weakness, <clears throat> and the Lord will glorify you in His, in His, He will make you glorious in these trials. And so Ezekiel again 13:5, you have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in battle on the day of the Lord. Considering that the etymology of the word Israel is warrior in prayer, we conclude that the symbol of the house of Israel is a house of prayer in the form of our body identified as the temple of the Holy Spirit upon the condition that we are an organic member of the body of Christ in the form of a specific church of saints whose head is a person clothed by the Holy Spirit into the authority of a father of God. This is what Israel is, a warrior in prayer. This is a temple of God. This is a person who is a warrior in prayer. His body is a house of prayer upon the condition, of course, that he is an organic member of the body of Christ, where there is a person who is clothed with the Holy Spirit to be a father in the church. Considering the fact that the house of Israel is our body called to be a house of prayer where God abides, to possess the virtue of a wall, to serve as a guard or barrier for the house of Israel in the form of our body from the wrath of God is to have within our heart the ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and give the Holy Spirit the legitimate ability to hear our voice. And so who is an intercessor? An intercessor is the one who has the ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and the one that the Holy Spirit hears. This is not just someone who's uh, babbling continuously. And so again, he hears the Holy Spirit clearly and the Holy Spirit hears hears him clearly. And so this is what intercession is. So we can intercess for our body. We need to hear the Holy Spirit and communicate with the Holy Spirit and he hears us. And the ability of such a unique collaboration consists in our ability to honor God and to perform His will so that we can quench our hunger and thirst to know God and His good goals, demonstrated in adopting our body by the redemption of Christ, John 9.31. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does His will, He hears Him. This is what an intercessor of God is. This is a person whom God hears, and who does He hear? The one who honors Him and does His will. Upon practice, this means possess the power of a legitimate intercessor to enter the presence of God to present His interests in protecting our body from the wrath of God directed against the governing sin that is within our body in the form of our old man. And so we, again, protect our body from God's wrath that is directed against this governing sin. It's direct targeting this governing sin. Not, it's not targeting our body, but because this governing sin is within our body, then he targets this wrath upon the body as well. But we now need to protect our body. And when any kind of trials or illness comes upon us, this is not a harvest, but a wonderful moment of sowing. And for this promise to be received, he allows us to sow only in this uh, state of weakness. 
the basis for fulfilling such a calling and such a higher goal that belongs to the door of our hope is the promise belonging to the door of our hope abiding within our heart which consists of thrusting the old man from out of our body into hell and directing the stronghold of life within our body let's read about this wall Habakkuk 2 1 through 4 I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me he is the intercessor he hears the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit hears him and to watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. It will not lie, though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Considering the given thought, we conclude that to stand in the gaps with the protective wall for the house of Israel is to possess the legitimate right of an intercessor to guard your calling with a wall, the calling being our body, called to be a house of prayer in which God lives. Ezekiel 22, 30 through 31. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land he was seeking an intercessor that I should not destroy it but I found no one therefore I have poured out my indignation on them I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath and I have recompensed their deeds on their own heads says the Lord God he's saying I don't want to pour out this wrath upon the nation of Israel upon the body but no one would stand in the gap if they would have been able to build this wall, make this wall, and build up the wall so that there not be the gap or a place given for the devil, then this would have been an opportunity for them to praise God. And the ability, if again trials come upon them, this is an opportunity to sow so that you can, in corruption, uh, reap in corruption. It is known for certain that in scripture the symbol of a wall with the built-in tower is a holy person who has grown into full measure of growth in Christ. Songs of Solomon 8, 8 through 10. We have a little sister and she has no breasts. What shall we do for our sister in the day when she is spoken for? If she is a wall, such a person can't be an intercessor. Everything that comes into his life, this younger sister, it comes as a harvest. But the elder one says, all of these trials, all of this suffering, all of the uh, suffering for Christ's sake is not a harvest. This is an ability for me to begin to sow. My harvest will not be illness. It will be res the resurrection of Christ enthroned in my body. This is, and so, if she is a wall, we will build upon her a battlement of silver. And if she is a door, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. I am a wall and my breast like towers. Then I became in his eyes as one who found peace. Speaking of the gap in the wall of the house of prayer, <clears throat> this is the place <clears throat> this is the place in our heart which we give to the devil, following the lead of the old man with his deeds, who is supported by the organized powers of darkness. We will bring up a place of scripture where we see presented a list of elements or areas that give place to the devil within our heart, which discredits us as legitimate intercessors, called to stand in the gap or breach for our body to guard it with a wall 
from the wrath of the Lord. Understandably, this is not a complete list, but in the given format, it is fully sufficient to place a guard over our mouth because specifically by the means of your words coming out of your mouth, you will either stand guard of the door of your mouth or you will give place to the devil. Here's the place of scripture that bring forth uh, seven places or, or these seven areas. Ephesians 4, 25 through 32. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor. And so again, let us uh, read it one more time just to be clear. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Do not give place to the devil. Do not allow him to form a breach or gap uh, upon which then the wrath of God will be poured. Because it it is supposed to go upon the old man or or the... uh, corrupt man in us and so if this trial come upon you then it would not be a wrath that came from God or vengeance everything that is a trial it's then a method again an ability for us to sow let him who stole steal no longer but rather let him labor working with his hands what is good and he may have something to give him who has need let me cor- let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearer and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Ephesians 4, 25 through 32. Here we see these seven places where we can give to the, that we can give to the devil which form then this gap or breach in our wall and the result then because of the breach or the gap is then god's wrath as a as a form of harvest we're trying to connect this again with the thoughts that our pastor just gave us when it comes to suffering in the form of illness this is a wonderful time for sowing for sowing but for it to become the time for sowing or moment for sowing we need to not give place to the devil because if we give place to the devil then all of those that suffering and illness will uh, come as a form of harvest for our goal is that all of these trials and suffering uh, the key thing that we need to focus on is that everything that may come in our life suffering trials that this not be harvest for sin that this be for us an opportunity to sow it could be an illness it could be in corruption it could be in dishonor but we will reap in resurrection and the glory of god create uh, imagine the situation one is ill one is not ill one for one is ill one is not or if one is ill and both are ill one will be uh, suffering as a form of a harvest because of sin and the other will have the opportunity first to sow and he sows and confesses the resurrection of Christ so that it can he can uh, this can then rise within him resurrect within him again same thing but pursuing two different things 
first place we give to the devil are words of deception that we say to one another. Deception is a lie, untruth, pretense, and hypocrisy. The phrase, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. The word putting away means take take, take off, put aside, set aside, reject, remove from the throne. And so upon the throne sits the old man in the form of deception. We, we can conclude here that to put away lying is to take off the old man with his deeds from yourself, practically not depriving the old man of his armor in the form of an unclean conscience, something the old man relies upon, we will not have any ability to speak truth to one another. Matthew 12:34. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so to not speak deception to one another, we need to clean our heart, our conscience from dead works. What are dead works? These are good works that are, are in my opinion, good, but they are, in God's mind, from God's perspective, is evil, because the inspiration of it is the old man. The old man wants to dedicate himself. How many times have you seen this? Uh, I'm leaving because uh, because I like this or I don't like this or that there's too many services uh, that's why I'm leaving uh, because he wants glory no one's noticing that glory because he he attends uh, services and no one's noticing his heart is not cleansed from dead works clearly not everyone has the ability maybe to come uh, uh, to certain services maybe on Tuesdays or whatever it could be because of business reasons but Again, this person was looking for glory and wasn't getting that where here. Second place we give to the devil is our indignation or anger or anger that we do not free ourselves of by the setting of the sun. And we will remember that it is referring to the relationship of the saints with one another where our neighbor has in some way offended us, which is what prompted our anger and indignation. And in this way, his justification being his only clothing and covering of his nakedness has ended up in our hands. Exodus 22:26-27. If you ever take your neighbor's garment as a pledge, you shall return it to him before the sun goes down, for that is his only covering. It is his garment for his skin. What will he sleep in? And it will be that when he cries to me, I will hear, for I am gracious. Exodus 22:26-27. This is a unique circumstance where we are called to forgive our neighbor in his absence or ahead of time when he is not asking for forgiveness because he is convinced that his words spoken against us are the truth and that they did not offend us. <clears throat> I've noted for myself that it's necessary to forgive a holy person ahead of time, not wait for uh, him to ask for forgiveness. And so my time is the sun. Before the sun sets, I need to say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I forgive my brother, even if he didn't ask for forgiveness. This is a holy person. The wicked and lawless, of course, we don't forgive like this. We we allow God to judge in that case, and we proclaim God's holiness in that, in that case. But when a holy person offends us, we don't wait for repentance. And so you ask, well, why isn't he asking for forgiveness? Our time is in the time, uh, uh, in the sunset. And so before the sun sets, 
we look at the sun before the sun sets, we need to already have forgiven our brother or sister. Third place we give to the devil is robbery where we claim for ourselves what does not belong to us. And this nature of robbery against God is tithes and offerings, which although are within our possession are actually God's belonging to God and is God's holiness. Another nature of robbery that happens amongst ourselves where we give place to the devil are the words of the messengers of God Uh, which we have made ourselves authors of. Again, these are words of the messenger of God, which we have claimed for ourselves or have made ourselves authors of. Joel 3.5, Because you have taken my silver and my gold and have carried into your temples my prized possessions. 2 Corinthians 2.17, For we are not, as so many, peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of as from God we speak in the sight of God in Christ. The third nature of robbery that happens amongst ourselves, where we give place to the devil, is claiming the wage of him who is hired by us. Leviticus 19.13 You shall not cheat your neighbor, nor rob him. The wages of him who is hired shall not remain with you all night until morning. And so everything is before the sun sets and the sun rises, and not a time that we ourselves decide. Fourth place we give to the devil are corrupt words coming out of our mouth, which are not edification of faith and cannot impart grace to the hearer. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearer. In the original Greek language, the word corrupt in this sense means idle, rotted through, decaying, crumbling, spoiled, useless, and bad. Our words coming from our heart, not cleansed from dead works, however correct or good they may appear in our eyes, in the eyes of God are perceived as evil and emanate the stink of our corrupt essence. And so imagine, prayer words coming from our heart but is, that is not cleansed are evil in the eyes of God. They are a stench in God's sight, although the words he's speaking may sound attractive. Matthew 12:35-37 A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Idle or rotted words which we speak are words that are not the faith of our heart and are not imprinted upon the tablets of our heart. Psalm 50, <clears throat> 16 through 22. But to the wicked God says, what right have you to declare my statutes or take my covenant in your mouth? 
seeing you hate instruction, and cast my words behind you. When you saw a thief, you consented with him, and have been a partaker with adulterers. You gave your mouth to evil, and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done, and I kept silent. You thought that I was altogether like you. But I will rebuke you, and set them in order before your eyes. Now consider this, you who forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Therefore, every time we counter to the requirements of Scripture, not having cleansed our mouth from contamination or filth, take the covenant of God in our unclean mouth to justify ourselves, we give place to the devil. We see how important it is to confess the word of God, not from just from the position of a cleansed heart that is cleansed from dead works, but also having a clean mouth. It's very important. It's very important. We need to repeat it again. That to pray to God and to be an intercessor, it is necessary for us to clean two areas, our heart, our conscience from dead works, and agree that what God, God calls evil is evil, and what God calls good is good. And how does God call it good? He teaches us this in His preached word, through in the sermons, and then we cleanse our heart. It's necessary to cleanse our mouth. Our mouth needs to be cleansed. If our mouth speaks dirty things, ugly things, from one spring you can't have both sweet and bitter water. You need to not just work on your heart, you need to work also with your mouth. You may want to say something, but don't say it. You need to overcome it and withhold yourself. Discipline your mouth, make them meek and gentle, and make our heart meek and gentle, so that we be humble before God. And so, gentleness or meekness is a person with a humble heart and humble mouth. A gentle person is one who has a guard on his mouth, and as soon as you want to say, as soon as you want to say something dirty or something not good, you guard your mouth and don't allow it to come out. And when God sees this kind of uh, gentleness, this meekness, the bridle of our that's on our mouth and on our heart, He will see that we are humble, we humble ourselves, and we humble ourselves when we put this bridle again upon our heart and upon our mouth and free ourselves, because we're intercessor, because if we don't do this, God won't hear our prayers. Fifth place we give to the devil is insulting the Holy Spirit of God by whom we were sealed in the day of redemption. When do we insult the Holy Spirit? This happens when we do to our whims leave or forsake our church that Christ died and resurrected for. and doing so, we trample the Son of God underfoot and count the blood of the covenant a common thing by which we were sanctified and insult the Spirit of grace. Hebrews 10.25-29, through 29, he wrote this to the Hebrews, <clears throat> very religious. He wrote also to books to Corinthians, to Galatians, he, but this one he wrote to the Hebrews not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That's where he started in this place here. 
And so you hear, what is this church? What are these saints? What is these relationships? We will not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as it is the manner of some, but extorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remaining a sacrifice for sins. And so this is a sober and voluntary sin that a person commits and no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment, a fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insults the spirit of grace. <clears throat> and so forsaking our church, forsaking our church is one of the serious sins for which there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. Upon practice, this means that such a person will be vomited out of the, out of the mouth of God and their names will forever be blotted out of the book of life. Due to this, they will never see with their eyes, hear with their ears, or understand with their heart the salvation of God, and will never turn back so that God could heal them. And so this is a fifth gap that can form in the wall. <clears throat> Again, we're talking about what us needing to intercess for our body. We heard about the promise that belongs to the door of our hope. This is the resurrection of Christ in our not just in our spirit, but our soul, but also within our mortal body. To place this promise there, we do so by confessing, but it's not yet established. And we carry this promise in these clay pots. These clay pots need to be put into a furnace. And the furnace comes either as a harvest for sin or as a form of trial uh, and the opportunity to sow. And if we will not be tested in this in, in this furnace, then the promise that we believe in and wait for, if we're not placed into this furnace, it will not be established. But if we're placed into this furnace, illnesses, trials, events that may take place, uh, circumstances we may fall into, they need to not be a harvest, but again, an area where we begin to sow. And now the question, how can I make this a place of sowing or a time of sowing? We need to close the breach or the gap so that there not be place for the devil, so that wrath not be poured upon our body. We need to separate our body from the old man. And when trials come upon us, then in these trials, we then are baked as these clay pots are, are baked. <clears throat> and then this uh, promise becomes established within us. We need to be in these furnace, uh, not as a harvest again, but as an opportunity <clears throat> to demonstrate the Word of God. The Lord is glorified, as Pastor Arkady has taught us, where we demonstrate the Word of God, and we praise Him within our illness or any other situation that may come upon us. It's not always illness. The Lord has very many ways. And so you may ask, well, do we have to become sick? No, not necessarily.
For example, if a sister approaches you after church and says everything she thinks about you, and it offended you, hurts you, but you say nothing, what happens? You put yourself in the furnace, and you say, why? Because the gold needs to be tested in the fire. And people, the righteous, in this furnace of suffering, everything that comes again in our life needs to come again, not as a harvest, but as the opportunity to sow, so that the Lord may establish His covenant in us. Sixth place we give to the devil is all irritation and anger and wrath and shouting and evil speaking with all malice. The words that we spew from our mouth in irritation, wrath, anger, and evil speaking make our mouth unclean and give within our heart place for the devil, which actually belongs to God. And the reason for such destruction, <clears throat> for which our conscience no longer judges us, consists in the fact that our conscience has burned out because we have departed from the faith of God and began paying attention to speakers of deception. 1 Timothy 4, 1, 1 and 2. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Seventh uh, place we give to the devil <coughs> is our laziness, which consists in us finding ways to justify why we have not turned the seed of our salvation into profit. Matthew 25, 24-30 Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you know that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed, so you ought to have deposited my money with, with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away, and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 25, 24-30, and he always finished with, he who has an ear, let him hear. And so right now we are going to pray and thank God that we have this opportunity to have these precious truth that prepares us to meet with our Lord and for this it is necessary to collaborate with him Lord you are my rock and to collaborate with this name it's necessary to confirm the promise that is given to us and confirm it for our body and as we heard to confirm it for our body it's necessary to protect our body protect our body so that all these circumstances illnesses things that happen and take place in our life so that they not be vengeance for sin. And we read seven areas, places, where the devil may form a gap or breach where because we have allowed it and we uh, 
having these circumstances, illnesses in our life, uh, then will not be in a form of sowing. It comes in the form of vengeance because we've allowed this breach or gap to occur or form in our wall. The disciples, when something happened to them, they rejoiced. Why? Because they knew it wasn't a form of vengeance or punishment. It was a form of sowing, sowing into death, sowing in suffering, sowing in illness. Why? Because resurrection is what awaits them. And so we will achieve this this uh, position, this place where we can be tested, tried in the furnace. This is not always in illness. It could be in any kind of situation or circumstance that can come upon us. And that affects either our body, our emotions, or any other place. And we need to free ourselves from the Word of God is pure. It is silver that is purified in the furnace seven times, tried. We continuously, seven is a, a symbol of fullness, wholeness, uh, of cleansing cleansing yourself from dead works it's not that well I've cleansed my uh, my conscience from dead works and I'm good no every time when I hear the word I am corrected in something I'm I'm uh, directed to something I need to change or clean within my life areas I need to work on not just one area but many different areas and why because this means that we're building a wall and we're protecting our body and we know that we are righteous, and if something comes upon us, we say, Lord, thank you. This is a wonderful opportunity to sow in corruption so we can confirm our covenant and reap then in corruption. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the great privilege to be upon this holy place. We thank you that you call us and call this place the house of Israel. We thank you that you call us your Israel, warriors in prayer. And this is because We have the opportunity to have an organic membership to the body of Christ, a member of this church, where you have placed your person who represents your fathership, who represents your commandments, and reveals to us your will, where we, we can collaborate with them and we can build our wall and protect our bodies. <clears throat> from your holy and righteous wrath <clears throat> which you direct and will direct upon the corrupt man, the old man governing sin. And we being taught your truth today, we want to protect the house of Israel, the land of Israel, protect our body from your wrath and so that Lord that fire of God that will come into our life so that it not be a form of vengeance but a form of testing your inheritance testing us cleanse us and 
allow us, give us the privilege in the situation to sow, sow into corruption so that we can rise in incorruption. Thank you for this great opportunity to use your fire, not as a form of, again, harvest or vengeance for governing sin, but the ability to establish the covenant that has found its place within our heart, within our mind, and the confessions of our mouth. We believe that your word, your word is pure. This is silver, cleansed from the earth and tried seven times. We pray that you try this word and cleanse it from all chaff of the flesh. We pray, Lord, today that we have made the decision to build this wall and not give place to the devil. If we previously spoke deception, going forward we will speak truth to one another, speak truth to our neighbor, and for this allow, allow your word in our life to cleanse our conscience from dead works as well as our mouth so that we not speak deceit but that we speak the truth to one another we thank you Lord that we today leave all of our wrath and free ourselves of our anger and wrath by the setting of the sun we don't wait until your children your brothers um, our brothers and sisters <clears throat> ask for forgiveness we thank you Lord for your son thank you for its for the sun rises and the sun sets and allow us Lord today our emotions, our reasonable ability area of ourselves, our will areas to collaborate with the Son that you've created and we make the decision in the name of your Son Jesus Christ by the setting of the Son to forgive anyone who has offended us and not go to sleep upon our bed not having freed our heart from this offense so that we not go to eternity with bitterness and offenses in our heart we won't close our eyes until we say in the name of Jesus Christ I forgive my brother I forgive my sister according to your word and we use our reasonable self and our will we command our emotions and our will to follow my reasonable words those that are placed in dependence of the word of God allow this to happen so your commandment may be fulfilled we thank you that you have allowed us today to build this wall and that if anyone ever stole that they no longer steal thank you Lord for the great privilege to honor you with our tithes and our offerings you gave us this great privilege to honor you 
not pay you, but to worship you and to demonstrate our honor and our love to you in our tithes and offerings. We thank you for the word and revelation that we have received today and we receive this word so that we not be spiritual thieves. Together with the one who speaks, we thank you for these great revelations. We thank you for the person who gives us your revelations, our pastor, Brother Akadi, and we bless him from this holy temple, from this holy place. May his body be blessed. We thank you, Lord, that you have allowed him the great privilege and opportunity to be being in this illness that he's in, in the weakness he's in, to sow the word that he has told us about, to sow it in weakness, to sow it in corruption, so that it can be established, this word in his life. We pray, Lord, that those revelations that you have put into his heart that we can continue to receive them from your vessel, from your person, where you have cleansed your word, your silver, and allow us to prepare our hearts, allow us to be cleansed and melted down in your godly furnace. And so we bless our pastor and we thank you and we pray for his health and all those saints that are sick today and suffering. We pray, Lord, may their soul, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, may it be bound in the binds of the of God's life. May you establish your covenant with your people. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to cleanse our lips from all dirty words, not just our heart, but also allow us to dedicate our lips today as well. Teach us to have the gentleness of your Son, Jesus Christ, and to discipline not just our heart with the gentleness of Christ, but also our lips, and not speak any nasty or dirty words, not defile that wellspring from which we will glorify you, lift you up, and praise your holy name. We thank you, Lord, that you have allowed us to not offend the Holy Spirit or insult the Holy Spirit, and we've made the decision to never be tempted or stumble upon your church or your saints and never question your messengers or the truth that we hear and that we receive that church where we're in because every time when we begin to question your church we offend Christ Allow us not to leave our church and that this not become our habit 
and that we not insult the Holy Spirit doing so. Thank you for all the services that we have, that we have the opportunity to be in, in your godly presence. The enemy has more than once tried to not just accuse the saints that gave us your word, but he also has tried to take this place because for God and the enemy, this place has great importance and you have not allowed the enemy to take this place because upon this place is are your names the names of God upon this place is your glory and upon this place this is place that you have prepared for your saints and we thank you for it and every time we come here we pray that all the works of the devil be destroyed here and that here and in this place the power of the resurrection of Christ begin to work in, in the life of your saints. We thank you that you give us the ability to collaborate with, your, with you <clears throat> and to turn the seed of that justification we received in the death of the Lord Jesus where we die for our nation, the house of our Father, and for our corrupt desires, so that we can receive salvation as a possession in the fruits of righteousness. We do not want to create a gap because of laziness and the indesire to collaborate with your righteousness. We want to collaborate with your righteousness, and today we form, we build this wall so that your wrath not be poured upon our body but that it be targeted or tar- so that it target the old man the corrupt man but even if some kind of trial or test comes into our life illness or weakness we will from the position of your righteousness as the righteous ones will thank you, will praise you, and will lift you up in our illnesses and our weaknesses, confirming your promises, the resurrection of of Christ in our body. You want to establish your word within our body, but you can't do this not having placed this clay pot into your furnace, into your fire and allow us to be tested and allow us that this word would cleanse us from all chaff and any other inclusions of the flesh so that you can confirm your covenant with your saints we bless you Lord your holy name from this holy place our great God Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us finish with our manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.